Good morning, lovely people. It is Wednesday, January 25th. The Lopes are on the road again with another trip to the Lone Star State. GCU looks to go 2-0 in a week for the first time since December 3rd, as it faces Abilene Christian on Thursday and Tarleton on Saturday. Can the Lopes get back on track in a road environment, or are we in for another split? We're looking forward to previewing the week ahead, and we hope you are too. A new episode of Win the Whack 2.0 starts now. Big bucket by McMillan for three. Dishes out the block for three. Go! Harrison. Up high. Put back by the corner. Push back up. Harrison quickly to the block and blocks baseline. Barrel. No doubt about it. Oh, Barry, you bounced out of your seat on that. I want a big right hand. Give a little a three-point advantage. So on Saturday, um, I went to the Suns game. They, they played the Pacers. I went with my four nephews who are ages six to 12. Um, and like basketball is like their favorite thing now. Um, they're like, and they're also obsessed with like basketball cards and like jerseys and like getting signatures and stuff. So last year for Christmas, um, I got them all, I got them all Suns jerseys. And uh, this year for Christmas, I, I got them all tickets to a game. So, so we're going to the, we went to that Suns Pacers game. Uh, and the thing that they like to do is they like to go early and like get signatures because yeah, like, of course they do. And so what they do, is they bring their like book of basketball cards and then like they have one for just every player. And so they get like them to sign their cards. What we figured out though, is if you go to the visiting team tunnel, you're actually more likely to get people to sign your cards because everyone under the sun is like trying to get Devin Booker to sign their cards, but like sure. no one's trying to get TJ McConnell to sign their cards. Right. So we go to the visiting tunnel and, uh, this is 90s night. So the 92-93 Suns team that won the championship was there. So like Dan Marley was in attendance um, in a suite. It was Dan Marley, uh, Charles Barkley, Tom Chambers, like all uh, Kevin Johnson, Chuck. all the guys, like the, the guys from that. Um, yeah, there was, a, there was a fun picture of Chuck and Dan Marley, like standing next to each other in the, in the, in the booth. And I was like, oh man, what a guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, so those guys are there. We got there early to try to like get autographs, you know, right? So we, we looked at the tickets. I bought them online, and it turns out that the tickets I bought were six-man tickets, which means that you actually get to get in a little early. So we got in a little before the general public so we could get, like, an awesome an awesome spot to get autographs, right? So we, they run down there, and they're, like, standing on the first row, like, by the tunnel trying to get autographs, right? So Miles Turner came by and signed all their cards, the, the center for the Pacers, and they were psyched <laughs> about that. And then uh, TJ McConnell came by and signed all their cards. So I was like, really, I didn't think, I genuinely didn't think they were going to get any. And like, they went nuts. Though. So they got Miles Turner, he signed all their cards. TJ McConnell signed all their cards. Uh, and this was crazy. And then Tom Chambers came out and Tom Chambers signed all of their shirts because they, they gave out hey. to the first 5,000 fans these like 90s night shirts. All right, here's the craziest part. Um then out of the tunnel comes Isaiah Thomas. Yo, um, not Boston Celtics Isaiah Thomas, even Detroit so. Pistons Isaiah Thomas, even yeah. so, um, like the legend himself Isaiah Thomas, and we're all just like, my brother and I, were, the kids like have no idea who this is, right? Because they were born in like, 2008. <laughs> um, but my brother and I, <laughs> my brother and I were just like, oh my gosh, it's Isaiah Thomas, and so the boys were like freaking out, and so. 
um, Isaiah Thomas came over and started signing all their stuff. Um, he signed like one of my kids, like one of the kids has a son's hat. And so yeah. he signed the, he signed like the son's hat. It was so <laughs> funny. And then uh, my nephew Lincoln, the oldest one, like let him borrow the marker. And then he's like, and then he was like, he was just telling jokes, and, like being funny. And he's like, hey, kid, like I'm gonna use your marker. And so then he just like took his marker and went and signed like everything else. And then at the end, like, and Lincoln was like, oh, like that was really cool. But like, I kind of need my marker back. And so he came back and like gave him the marker. I was like, thanks, bud. But yeah, so I, Isaiah, they got like, they got seriously like so many autographs. I was losing my mind. I didn't think they would get any. But, uh, but yeah, so that was, that was where I was Saturday with the Lopes were like losing to Utah Valley. <laughs> hey, no, that's pretty sweet. Was that a, uh, was that Brandon's kids? Yeah. Oh, right on. I like Brandon. He's a good dude. Yeah. Anyways, do you want to start off with some questionable scenarios? Absolutely. Or I guess one questionable scenario. Sure thing. All right, pick one. GCU wins both games by a combined 60 points this week, but you have to drive a John Deere tractor to and from work at a max speed of 25 miles per hour every day this week. I'm looking at your face. Or GCU loses both games this week and your travel arrangements continue as normal. Okay. I'm going to pick, I'm going to do it for the Lopes, but here's why my travel arrangements are already going to be terrible. Okay. Um, because I, so I, I live really far. I, it's like a, on a good day. It's like a 35, 40 minute drive to work. Where do you um, live? I live at seventh street in Bethany. Oh, geez. It's like downtown. And I work like, in that Florida, is so far way. from, way past like i live like basically in surprise yeah super far so um so what happens though is the i-17 northbound is actually closed so what's normally it's just because construction or something so what's normally yeah because they hate me so what's normally a 35 minute commute tomorrow is going to be like an hour commute so like my options are like go the opposite way take the 101 all the way around or like the 17 or the 51 all the way around to the 101 yeah just like just like way out of the way or just like take surface streets. And both of those sound horrible. So because it's already going to be a nightmare, uh, I feel like I might as well just be like, all right, like I'll just leave at five 30 and take the John Deere. Like it's fine. Are you going to so, wear overalls and everything too? Nothing runs like a deer, my friend, man. I, I wish, I wish I would have done that on Friday. We had our, we had our middle school dance on Friday and I, I actually ran and planned the dance, but the theme was Shane, which is like a, a Western book. Um, <laughs> you guys so have like middle school dances. Theme. Oh yeah, seventh and eighth grade dance, man. Dang, bro. All right, yeah. that's funny. Well, nothing yeah. runs like the deer, and GCU is going to win a couple of games by a combined sixty points because Zach is. I mean, they're probably going to do that anyways, but well, but yeah. I would, I would hope so. Goodness me, hey, I can't believe I just said goodness me. What the goodness heck, me. dude? Goodness. Check me into a nursing home. What the heck? <laughs> Holy gee, pa. Hey, I'm just trying to imagine you driving on surface streets. No, nah, not just surface streets, even on the freeway. <laughs> on the 51. <laughs> in the right f- lane. Well, on the 51 where everybody's passing you in like Porsches and stuff in a John Deere truck. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And they're not, they're all giving you like a glare and you're like, hey, my vehicle costs more Sorry. than yours. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. That'd be awful. Hey, you know what time it is, Zach? Trivia it's time? trivia time. All right. I uh, did you start off last time? I did. Okay, I'll start off this time. Okay. Our Thursday opponent, Abilene Christian, has the second smallest arena in the WAC. Who has the smallest arena in the WAC? 
Um, is it Seattle U? It is Seattle U. Yeah, their arena is so small. So, so Abilene Redbird is like bigger than their seats. That <laughs> dude, yeah, that thing that's standing in the background, no, flexing Glendale over Prep, everybody. Glendale Prep Gym, seriously, our bleachers is like the same. Like they, they have four rows. Like there's four rows of seats. It's like <laughs> actually ridiculous. Hey, so Abilene Christians Arena is one thousand seats. Okay. Yeah. This doesn't count towards your trivia time. How many okay. seats do you think Seattle U has? Oh man. Uh. 700 no 999 what? oh oh, oh one my God. less seat than okay than, than uh, abilene christian That's so you moved to three and one in trivia time all right you're gonna, probably, you're gonna probably get this but okay yeah all right so when looking through the records um grand canyon is actually all-time undefeated against two current wax schools do you know which two wax schools we've never lost to Am I allowed to pull up a list of wax schools? Yeah. Okay, here we go. So you said we're all time undefeated against We've never two lost to wax two schools. wax schools. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what one of them should be. One of them mm-hmm. should be Utah Tech, but we decided to go into wow, what town are they in? St. George last year and lose to them. Yeah. Okay, so let's see. Is this for conference play? Like like is it have to be undefeated in all time okay like we've never lost these schools so here's the thing i was thinking southern utah because we've never played them in conference so oh naturally you can't have yeah lost to them in conference but right. i don't know about that yet okay so yeah. i know we've lost to seattle probably i know yeah. i know we've, we've played lost, like 100 times yeah i know we've lost teams to utah been, valley yeah teams that have been in the whack for like a decade we've lost to it we've time. certainly lost to them yeah. yeah i know we've lost to utah valley, teams, obviously though. i know we've lost to Stephen f austin We've lost to Sam Houston State. We've lost to Cal Baptist. I don't think we've lost to Tarleton. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna write that one down yet, though. Okay. okay. Well, I know we've lost to Utah Tech. I don't know if we've lost to Abilene Christian. <laughs> mm. I don't know if we've lost to UT Arlington. I know we've lost to UT Rio Grande Valley, and I know we've lost to New Mexico State. Okay. That's so what that's for. So that's that, four teams? No, that narrows it down to three, actually. Oh, that narrows oh, I, it down I, I, to Southern Utah. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, that's included. So that narrows it down to UT Arlington, Abilene Christian, and Utah or in Southern Utah. And Tarleton. Uh, did I say Tarleton as well? Okay. I, so yeah. That, yeah. That narrows it down to four. So UT Arlington, Abilene Christian, Tarleton, and Southern Utah. So I, I'm almost certain that we have played Southern Utah before, and I'm okay. guessing that we've lost to them. Have we lost to them? Yeah, it was in okay. 1992. <laughs> really? I was going to say like 2008, but okay. no, I'm pretty sure it was 1992. <laughs> Let me look it up. So I got it down to two. Okay. I know that Tarleton state just moved up from division two. I think Abilene Christian moved up a little bit ago, like maybe 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh, something like that. And then UT Arlington, oh, they have they've had to have moved up too. I don't, dude, Zach, this is hard. It is hard. This is oh, a tough one. Oh man, oh man. Okay, I'm going to say we have not lost. We are undefeated against. Hey, sorry. I just want to come back in with we with Southern Utah. We're actually all time 37 and 15 against oh. them. We've played them. We've never, and the last time we played them was 1992. Wow. 
Holy cow. Well, well yeah. Southern Utah used to be division two as well. Right. The last time we lost to them was February 14th, 1987. So we're on a three game winning streak, but none of our players were alive the last for the last win. So I don't know if that counts. Hey, are you willing to help me out a little bit? Yeah. Okay. Out of the three teams remaining, UT Arlington, Abilene Christian, and Tarleton State, are there any that we have not played prior to coming no, into the WAC? No, we've beaten all of these teams. We oh, have, prior we, to playing in the WAC? Not yes. that I know of. Okay, okay. Yeah. So I'm going to guess we have... Teams, so it's not like we haven't played them. Up. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to guess we are undefeated against, oh man, Abilene Christian and Tarleton. Yeah, you would be right. Which, incidentally, uh, oh, that's man. our games this week. Oh man, dude! I, believe, I was so I, are, I was so yeah. close to saying UT Arlington, but I was oh. like, it had to have happened. Yeah, recently. we are all time three and zero against Abilene Christian and five and zero against Tarleton. The only Let's two go. wax schools we are undefeated against, and we play both of those teams this week. So uh, we have the option to keep that undefeated streak all time alive in both of these games against Abilene Christian and Tarleton. Let's go! When was the last time we lost to UT Arlington? Do you know that answer? Know. If you I, don't, that's I, I actually, I want to say we actually only have one loss to them. Really? Okay. Well, even yeah, so, really hey, I'm, I'm actually really proud of myself for getting that one. That one took a lot yeah, of deduction. That was a tough one. Um, and I, honestly, I actually the, found this out about two weeks ago and then realized, I was like, oh, we play Abilene and Tarleton at the same time. So I was like, I'm going to save that for the Abilene Tarleton trip. Let's go. Hey, that good job. I wish good. I would have thought along the lines of who are we playing this week? Cause that would have, that would have been a right. lot easier. But it, that was a hint. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, awesome. Well, that was a good trivia time. I moved to four and oh, you moved to three and one. We are still neck and neck here. Um, we'll see what, we'll see what we can cook up for next week. GC's one and one all time against UT Arlington. Really? <laughs> we beat them January 12th and we lost to them November of 2014. We lost 66, 64. All right. All right. Man. Well, at least it was a close game. <laughs> sure was. Yeah, it loops up. All righty. So let's take a look at the week ahead now. Uh, we are traveling to Abilene Christian on Thursday. Here's a little scouting report for the Wildcats of Abilene Christian. Hey, have you ever seen that video where the uh, the girls are like doing their college commits where they're like committing to college and they're like saying where they're going to school? And they're like Southern girls. So they have these really thick Southern accents. So they're like, Hi, my name's Chelsea and I'm going to University of Arkansas. Woo Hi, my name's Taylor and I'm going to Mizzou. Go Tigers. Hi, my name's Trina Barker and I'm going to University of Arkansas. Woo Hi, I'm Julie and I'm going to Alvin Christian. Scratch your cat. Have you seen those things? No. Oh, that's hilarious. No, I'll have to send that to you. But hey. <laughs> I always think of the one where the girl is going to Abilene Christian. She's like, scratch them cats. <laughs> scratch them cats. Anyways. That's so uh, Abilene Christian is 10 and 10 overall. Their quote unquote notable wins out of conference. And when I say quote unquote, they, ha- they, they don't have any. They're only, I, I guess their highest win in Ken Palm is Northern Arizona who is currently 290 or 289 in conference. So, hey, good job. Scratch them cats, I guess. Um, Scratch them cats. Yeah. In in conference, they are two and five. Their current conference wins are at home against Tarleton. They won 69-63. And then they won at home against the Mavericks of UT Arlington. They won. They actually won this one by a significant margin. 
84 to 68. One thing that is notable, they are eight and one at home. They score 75.7 points a game. They shoot 46.1% from the field and 35.1 from three. They rebound the ball 32.4 times a game. And of those 32.4, 30.2% of them are offensive rebounds, which is decent. Their best Ken, Ken Palm component, they are 15th in the nation in forcing to- turnovers. <laughs> Which Gosh, seems, seems like a, a com- yeah, right? It seems like a common theme with these Texas schools is they're really good at first forcing turnovers. Their worst component in Ken Palm is opponents shoot uh, 57% from two-point field goals, which rounds out to be 357th in the nation. So that's that's bottom of the barrel there. They play in Teague Special Events Center, a capacity of 1,000, as we discussed earlier. That is the fifth fifth smallest in Division I. In 2021-22, in that 1,000-seater arena, they averaged 746 people attending per game. A couple of notable players for Abilene Christian. Emmanuel Allen, a six foot four, 215-pound senior guard, is averaging 11.5 points per game on 21.8 minutes per game. He's shooting 51.4 from the field and 38.3 from three. Another one is... Tobias Cameron, a 6'5", 210-pound senior guard who is averaging 10.5 points per game on 24.6 minutes. He is shooting 55.8% from the field and an impressive 49% from three-point range. He's also averaging 4.9 rebounds per game and 2.6 assists per game. Looking at this game on Ken Palm, it looks like GCU is currently four point favorites. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Also, uh, well, first of all, shout out Emmanuel Allen. Like you said, um, he's a Valley boy. He went to Shadow Mountain High School. He's from Phoenix. Um, he's a pretty good player. Um, isn't that where uh, he's? A, isn't that where Blackshire went? Yeah, Shadow Mountain. All uh, right, were they there at the same time? Yeah, twenty. Yeah, yeah. they would have been. These guys would have been high school teammates. So, um, man, that team must have been crazy. <laughs> Emmanuel Allen and Javon Blackshear, uh, college teammates. So yeah, Emmanuel Allen's good. He's a senior. Um, when did Abilene Christian uh make win a tournament game? Do you remember that they beat Texas and that it was it would have been the that, year before they came to the WAC, I think. So was that 1920, 18-19? Was that the year after COVID or the year before COVID? That that's the question. I want to say it's the year before well, the year before COVID, so 1819. Yeah, that would have been it. Yeah, and they beat right. Texas, correct? Yeah, they beat. They were, I think, a 14, and they yeah. beat three seeded Texas. Yeah, just down the road. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, yeah, like you said about Abilene Christian. Um, there's they're kind of a weird team because I, when like looking at them, not very closely. It's like, yeah, this team isn't very good. Their best wins against Ken Palm, 288 Northern Arizona, right? Uh, their effective field goal percentage defensively, like they're allowing one of they're one of the worst teams in the country at defending effective field goal percentage. Their opponent's two point percentage, like you said, is like third worst in the entire country. Um, they're so yeah, they're not not good 
on that aspect. Things that do scare me, like you already mentioned, uh, 15%, uh, sorry, 15th in the league at forcing turnovers. They average forcing 23.8 turnovers a game. Um, They also are 38th in steals and 14th in non-steal turnovers, um, which like, I don't know what, what's a non-steal turnover, like a shot clock violation and a five second Throwing the ball out of bounds, all that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so they're just really good at that. It's, it's, it's surprising to me. They're like the opposite of Utah Valley that they are that good defensively at forcing steals yet aren't good at actually defending shots. So like maybe they force a turnover and if they can't, you just get a layup. Like, is that what it is? They just swipe and steal. And if they don't, you just drive by and get a layup. I, I don't know. I don't, I guess like, I don't know how you can be so good at forcing steals and so bad at guarding two point shots. Um, <laughs> just like, no, it seems weird. Like, how are you the worst team ever? at like stopping teams from making two pointers, but like the best at forcing turnovers. The other thing that's scary, like you said, is they are eight and one at home. Their only home loss is uh, to Southern Utah by two and Southern Utah is a good team. So like that, that's a little concerning. Um, They haven't really played anyone like particularly scary. They did just win at home against UT Arlington by a lot prior to that. They had lost four in a row. Um, and yeah, their best their best win of this of the non conference was Northern Arizona at NAU and like NAU's terrible. So so I don't know. Um, I'm like I'm a little concerned by those two things, which is it looks like they're really good at defending at home, um, and it looks like they force a lot of turnovers, things that have been hard for us. Um, so yeah, those are the things that are um, concerning to me. I will say this: a lot of red on their Ken Palm page. A lot of red. Yeah. Yeah. So There's a lot of things they don't do well. Yeah. This is this is a chance McMillan game. You think so? Yeah, this is a game where he can just cook and get okay. to the rack all game. But he also turns over a lot. So I, I hope know. this is a I hope this is a Kobe Knox game. There's really a good cool. chance that he, he'll be starting, like we said in the last episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe, and this kind of ties in with the games. What do you project? So assuming that obviously we still don't have Blackshear or YO. Assuming that we don't have Baker, what does the depth chart look like for this week? So I guess what the real question is, is this an opportunity for Isaiah Carr to get get cooking? Um, you're playing against a team who isn't particularly big and gives up, like we have already said, a lot of two-point field goals. This could be an opportunity for Carr, but I don't know if that means you start him, especially with the fact that he played zero minutes in the previous game. Um, so I would say starting, you'd have Rayshon, you'd have McMillan, um, you'd have Gabe. And then I think it's a question of whether you want to go with Igehan and then maybe either Bauman or Kobe Knox starting. So I'm guessing that they'll start probably Bauman over Kobe Knox. So I'm going to say Rayshon Harrison, um, Chance McMillan, Noah Bauman, Gabe McLaughlin, and Aiden Gahan. Wow. I'm assuming Aiden Gahan is not concussed, though. So Hopefully I guess right. we'll have to see about that. Even if he is, it'll probably just be what you said with Carr. Yeah. I think, so I'm going to say this. I think, um, I think they'll actually do something different, but um, I think what you said is entirely possible. I think we'll see 
Harrison and McMillan. Uh, I think they will start. I think they'll start Knox. Um, I just to keep that kind of traditional play going. I think Bauman is really successful off the bench, and I think they'll want to keep that. He um, certainly is. Obviously, I think McLaughlin will be starting at the four, which then leaves the question: Are they going to start uh, Gahan like they did in the last game, or are they going to start Carr like they did the several games before that? I I want to. I, I think my my gut tells me that starting a Gahan last game against Utah Valley was a one time thing, just because Utah Valley is a tougher opponent. I I wouldn't be surprised to see them back to starting Carr. So that's actually what I think they'll do. Is I think they'll go Harrison McMillan. Knox, uh, McLaughlin, Carr with like Bauman, Bauman off the bench pretty quickly for Carr. Like they did, like they did last time. They'll they'll put him in. They'll move McLaughlin to the five and they'll take Carr out. And then we'll also see some Gahan off the bench. <clears throat> and we're also going to see a lot of Walter Ellis minutes as the primary guard replacement. Do yeah. we have any other guards on our depth chart? Like seriously, uh, we ha- we have a three guard offense. We have Blackshear, McMillan, and Knox, and then. Walter Ellis do like, do we even have anyone else? Like if anyone fouls out or gets injured, do we have a fifth guy on our roster? No Landers. He's kind of a big man. He's not, he's not a guard. What would you say about Isaiah Shaw? I haven't seen, him I don't know what before. his, I don't know what position he plays. Cause I haven't seen him. Let me see yeah. here. Um, yeah, no, he he hardly. I don't know how many minutes he has on the season, like none. <laughs> I don't know what position he plays though. Mm. Honestly, that's pretty bad. That I don't he's know a, that. Well, it says he's a guard, but he's six seven, so he yeah. probably play the like the three. Yeah. Um, we just we don't we have freshman. zero depth. I yeah. I'd love if this game gets out of hand, like if we if we get up big, which I don't know that we will because. Like yeah. They're playing at home, and I think they're pretty tough at home. But if we get up big, that might be this might be time for, to see Isaiah Shaw, just given that our bench is kind of short now with two of our starting guards out. Hey, do you think Udriago will start if he's available? I'm leaning towards no. Maybe. I don't think he'll be available. You don't are think you hearing, are you hearing otherwise? I, I don't hey, think he'll be available this soon. Both last week and this week, I've heard on the broadcast that he will be ready. Really? For yeah. uh for Thursday? I don't know about Thursday, but this week. Whoa. That'd be great. Uh, I would like to see him. That doesn't. I would like to see him start and play seven minutes and then maybe like not very much the rest of the game. That doesn't fix our depth at guard, though. It doesn't. It doesn't. Like, our guard like depth said, is a problem. The only person we have coming off the bench right now for guards is Walter Ellis. Yeah, I'm not really concerned about our big depth because. I think we're okay between Carr and Igehan, and then the flexibility to move McLaughlin to the five. So I think yep. we're fine there. But uh, but yeah, guard. I, well, the other thing, like you said, is that small ball lineup or that rather bigger lineup of like uh, of Bauman at the three. I think that's possible. I think we I think we could see some Bauman at the three. Um. Yeah. But yeah. Well, and here's another thing: Is the Bake Show gonna go on? Like, is he? It's just a matter of how serious is his injury and what is yeah, it? Yeah, right. And and we don't know. The only indication I have of anything is the Rayshon Harrison tweet. The Harrison tweet, right? Which makes it sound not so great. So I don't know. I, I'd be interested to hear um, what is said about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess that's just one to keep an eye on. I'm trying to see if, like, in our in our games against teams that aren't real, if those guys played. Yeah, Shaw, um, in the San Diego Christian game, he played 14 minutes and had six points on two for five shooting. He shot four, five, four of his five shots for threes. 
So, um, yeah, I don't know. We might, we might get to see some Shaw. We might get to see some Landers just because our depth is so thin. Um, I like to think like, well, we can just like, I don't know, put it away and maybe get to see those guys. But I have a feeling this is going to be a hard game. So we're going to need to be dialed in. Hey, the only game that Shaw has played that wasn't versus an NAIA school or Grambling State was the Loyola Marymount game where he had nine whole minutes. Aside from that, um, he's had two minutes in the Wichita State game, two two minutes in the Nevada game, and three minutes in the Montana State game. So, sure, he hasn't played yeah. since Loyola Marymount. Well, he's a freshman. So yeah, he is. No, no, no. I'm not. And, I'm not and he saying was two for two. Yeah. No, no, no. You're right. But he was two for two in that game against LMU. I wouldn't mind just given how thin it is. I wouldn't mind seeing five or six minutes from him just just to see. Sure, sure. Yeah, no. His his biggest game was that Benedictine Mesa game, where he had 23 minutes. So, yeah. Like I like we said back then, those NAIA games are really good for us to get guys in. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Do you want to move on into the uh, preview for Tarleton. Yep. Alrighty. Let me get my trusty little scouting report here. Tarleton. I don't have a funny Southern girl commitment for Tarleton state. Hey, what are they? The Texans? They're the Texans, right? I, sh- I should know. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure they're the Texans. Hey, okay, here we go. Hi, my name is Bell. I'm going Tarleton. Go Texans. Thank you. Tom. All right. Yep. I think of uh, when I, this might be my new thing. Hey, you know, uh, have you ever listened to Ion College Basketball Podcast with um, Norlander and Gary Parrish? No. Oh, Gary Parrish is like this CBS guy. Okay. And he does, <laughs> it's really annoying, but it's kind of funny. He goes, you want to see my horn frogged impression? Like when TCU was really hot with football. Yeah. And it's really stupid. He just goes, I'm a horn frog. Okay. Look at me. I'm a horn frog. So this is okay. this is my new thing. Hi, my name is Bell. I'm from Tarleton State. I'll go Texans. Um, they are 10 and 10 overall as well. Tarleton's notable wins are over 118 Belmont, who just <laughs> got a nice win over 85 Bradley, who's probably ranked way too high. They do have a win over Boston College. Granted, Boston College is 185. And they also have a conference win over Southern Utah, who is 128 and a solid team. In conference, they're three and four. Their conference wins come over um, UT Arlington at home, Southern Utah at home, and Abilene Christian at home. Continuing on the home thread, they are undefeated 8-0 at home. They score 72 points per game. Field goals, they shoot uh, 45.1% from field. Um, 33.1 from three-point range. Rebounds per game, they're going at 33. And 31.9 of those 33 are offensive rebounds. Their best Ken Palm, Ken Palm component, they are second in the nation in field, or sorry, free throw attempts per field goal attempts at 48.4%. <laughs> okay. 48 0.4% of their shot attempts are from the free throw line. Kind of crazy. Hey, their worst component though, they are 12th worst in the nation in defensive free throw attempts per field goal attempts at 44.6. So 
what I am what expecting. That what does that stat even mean? That means that they get fouled a lot and they foul a lot. Oh, That's so exactly what that means. Shooting contest, which does not bode well for GCU, at least in my. Hey, you know what? They've Fearful. been a lot better from the line. They, they have, but ever I'm, since I'm, the Sam Houston game where we kind of clutched up with free throws, I think we've been a lot better, except the glaring failure against Utah Valley where we didn't make the free throws with zero seconds on the clock. Oops. Let, let me say this, Zach. I have I have severe BFS, battered fan syndrome, <laughs> and uh, I, I will never get over the fact that GCU used to suck so bad at free throws, and now... For me, it's just like a constant. It doesn't matter. They could be shooting 90% from free throws and I'll just be like, dang it, they suck. They suck hey, at free throws. You want to hear the craziest Tarleton stat ever? Yeah, let's get let's get All it. All right. They have a point distribution of like what percentage of your points come from what? Yeah. Tarleton is number one in the country uh, as far as highest point distribution of free throws free throws make up 26.2 percent of their points and so that's one out of one every in the four nation. points and number one in the nation one out of every four points comes from a free throw these like guys I said that's crazy they i'm guessing what happens is they attack the rack they get fouled and then they also foul defensively a lot yeah they also probably pick up a lot of offensive fouls by driving yeah probably hey they play in wisdom gymnasium a capacity of three thousand people I tried to look up what their average attendance was last year, but that was their first year in division one. And for some reason that means we don't care about average attendance. <laughs> some yeah. notable players, Freddie Hicks, a six, six, 209 pound sophomore guard is averaging 15.7 points per game on 27.6 minutes per game. He's shooting 42.4% from the field and only 20% from three point range. He's also uh, sorry. He is also averaging five point nine rebounds per game and two point seven assists per game. Another one is Lou Williams, a six foot five, one hundred ninety four pound junior guard, who is averaging eleven point three points per game on twenty four minutes per game. He is shooting forty four point five percent from the field and a solid forty one point four from three point range. The Lopes are heading over to Tarleton State on Saturday. They are projected to win by three points, according to Ken Palm. Yeah, I, I'm i concerned. Both of these games, actually, when looking at Abilene and looking at Tarleton, both of these games are very similar to me in that they are two teams that I think GCU is better than, but they are two teams playing at home who defend their home court really well. and And also it looks like two teams that are really aggressive and force turnovers, but foul a lot, but maybe not so skilled. And the counter to that type of play is discipline, right? So like if GCU just plays discipline with the ball, I think they're better enough that they should be able to win. Perhaps if they do not play discipline, that's where we get the issue of foul trouble and turnovers. Um, discipline has been kind of a problem for us as of late though. So I am, I am really concerned. Um, I would. I think we are certainly talented enough to win both of these games, but I would not be surprised to see us drop one of these games. Hey Zach, what what would you say? Like, how would you react if I know I already said it in the intro for this episode? But how what does it mean to you that we have not gone two and zero in a week since December third against Wyoming? Yeah, I don't know that that. 
I don't know. I, a long that time. Bother me much. Yeah, that doesn't bother me much because we had a lot of weeks where we didn't play like two games. True. Like we won every... four. We have a four game winning streak in that time that was just sp- spread out because that's just how it happened to be. You know. Yeah, it's true. But we also haven't won two games in a week since conference play started. Right. We had a chance against UT Arlington and Cal Baptist, but kind of fumbled the bag against Cal Baptist. So we sure did. Yeah, that was a bad loss. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, keep in mind also, we've never lost either of these teams. Um, yep, yep. But Tarleton being undefeated at home is kind of crazy. Uh, they also like they're they're not bad. Like neither of these teams are bad. They're both they're both pretty good. Um, Tarleton just defends home really well. Um, they beat Southern Utah by three. So I would say actually, I think Southern Utah is pretty comparable to GCU. Probably. Um, and so that's, I think what we see is Southern Utah, um, has shown that they can, right. They won in Abilene barely and they lost it. Like when they went, they went on this trip, they lost in Tarleton by three and they beat Abilene by two. They had a really tough time. Right. Um, with that being said, I think if they play them at home, they'll probably stomp them both. And I just, I could just see GCU's trip being the exact same. I can see us barely beating one and barely losing to the other, which is un- like unfortunate. I'd like to say that, like, yeah, we'll just blow them out, but we, we're not. I don't think we're going to. These teams collectively have one home loss all season, and so for me to say like we're just going to waltz in and be two and zero when we can't even beat Cal Baptist on the road, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I think we'll probably split. I hope we win both oh. possible, but I think we'll split. Sorry. I, I don't know. I'm maybe is this the week where it finally flips back to normal and you're higher on the lopes than me? I think we split. No, Zach, I, I that's the most rational answer, honestly. Um, Grant, like keeping in mind, this is on the road and the lopes traditionally are awful on the road. Now, that's not the case. That's not the case under Bryce Drew. Okay. First year under Bryce Drew. Wow. Bryce Drew. They had a really solid winning record on the road. Second year, eh, still had a winning record, I believe, last year, but it wasn't as much of a margin as it was the first year under Bryce Drew. And then this year we have we've we've played three road games. And we've lost two of them. Yeah, and the one we won was the heart, like probably the hardest game of the whole season. Right? Doesn't make <laughs> sense. But anyways, <laughs> we lost to to Cal Baptist and we lost to um, Stephen F. Austin. Now, yeah. I wouldn't say that Abilene Christian or Tarleton State are as good as either Stephen F. Austin or Cal Baptist. Right. But the Lopes is the Lopes, man. Are yeah. they gonna Are they gonna do Lopes things on the road, or are they gonna Are they gonna show up and take care of business. I think they'll, I think they'll show up kind of in both games. And I think in one of them, they'll pull it out narrowly and choke a little bit. And the other one they'll throw and lose. Cause guess what, Zach, if we, if we don't go two and O this week, it doesn't get much easier. Okay. We do mm. have a home stand against Stephen F. Austin in New Mexico state, but we could easily lose to Stephen F. Austin. And then we have to go to Seattle and um, actually, no, sorry, excuse me. Next week, the Stephen F. Austin game, that's the only the game only of the week. Game. Yep. Yeah, that's okay. awesome. So you can't win two games that week. And then you have New Mexico State on Wednesday, and then you have to go to Seattle. So that's a solid chance you lose at Seattle. And then finally, on Wednesday, Feb- uh, February 15th, and Friday, February 17th, we have UT Rio Grande Valley and Abilene Christian, which you should win those games. 
Yeah. So if we don't take care of business this week, the next chance that we can like significantly be confident in winning two games this week. Yes, that UT Arlington Abilene Christians set. Yeah, exactly. And it, and it would be a great it'd be a great Valentine's gift, but I don't want it to, to last these. that long. Right. We need to win these. And yeah. seeding matters. Um and I I don't want us to be in a situation where that heads up game against uh, Southern Utah at the end of the season on the road determines who gets the bye, uh, <laughs> and it it is it's going to look like that though. I just I can just feel it now. Or or that yeah. Utah Tech game. <laughs> oh goodness gracious! On the road. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm concerned. Consider me concerned. Ken Bomb does have us winning both games. Uh, they have us beating Abilene by four and Tarleton by three. Um, dude, that's just tough. I don't know. I really, <clears throat> my heart says two and zero. Oh my gut says one and one. I think I'm with you straight up. Which one are we losing though? Um, I think we're I think we're losing. Uh, what did uh what did Southern Utah do? We're doing what Southern Utah did. Who we're doing did the opposite do? of what Southern Utah did. So uh, we're not reason... losing to, to no, no, Charlton. No. Correct. We're beating Charlton, losing Abilene. My my reasoning for that is tempo. Um, let me pull up those those stats again. Uh, so. GCU plays uh, this like one of the slower tempos in the conference and Southern Utah plays a really fast tempo. And so fast tempo Southern Utah um, lost when Tarleton slowed it down because they're, they're, they're the only, they're one of the only teams slower than us in the conference. Um, however, Abilene Christian plays really fast. So like Southern Utah is the third fastest tempo. Abilene Christian is the second fastest tempo. And when they had to play the Abilene Christian game, uh, when when they played against Abilene Christian, they got to play their game, which is fast paced, and because they're better, they won. But because they had to play slower paced Tarleton uh, on Tarleton's home court, they got to control the tempo and they lost. GC is the opposite, where I think because we like to play slow, if Tarleton lets us play slow, we'll win. But if Abilene pushes the pace, we'll have a hard time. So I think we'll lose to Abilene and beat Tarleton. Okay, interesting take. I uh, I hope you're wrong. I really Me too. Do. I do too. <laughs> Let's move into mid-major top 25, Zach. What do you have for us there? Yeah, so the college uh, college insider, uh, mid-major top 25, as of uh, Monday, the, the 23rd, um, is, is really interesting. There's, there's five WAC teams in the top 25, which is very surprising. It's worth noting that the Conference USA is not included on this. Um, I don't know exactly why, but I would imagine uh, they, they do have a team in the at-large conversation um, in Florida Atlantic, who I think right now is on the 10 line or, on the, or the 9 line in a lot of bracketologies. Um, so I, I get it, um, but this is what they have. They have Seattle U at number 11 uh, as the top WAC team, and then they have Utah Valley at 18, uh, Sam Houston at 22, Southern Utah at 23, and Stephen F. Austin at 25. I don't so, understand why Seattle is ahead of Iona and Liberty. Liberty, if I recall, and I Liberty I has wrong. one of the best players in the nation. If I recall, doesn't Liberty have some pretty bad losses in the non-conference? Didn't they have an unimpressive preseason? Uh, it, it was it was kind of GCU esque. <laughs> yeah, but like Liberty is actually good. Um. Well, maybe they're. What not. are you I saying? Know. I don't. I'm saying that GCU mind. is not actually good. Well, yeah. So, what conference is Liberty in? They're in the A Sun. Yeah. So the thing about Liberty, um, 
man. Yeah, I just don't know. Like they lost to Alabama. Teams. They lost to Southern Miss, which is kind of a bad loss at home. Yeah, and they Alabama lost to Northwestern. They lost to Bradley, who's apparently the best team on the planet. <laughs> it was like whatever. They lost in Oral Roberts by double digits. Hey, Oral uh, Roberts is good. Yeah. Eastern Kentucky, probably not a good idea. Probably not a good loss. Maybe Lipscomb. Uh, they're dominating in conference play. Yeah, I mean they're seven and one in conference. They're they don't have I guess like they don't have any good wins, is my thing. And so, they also uh, have one of the best players in the nation in Darius McGee. Yeah. But I, I just I don't understand why you can put Seattle above a Liberty. And then also Iona. Um dude, that team is the, that team is the, actually the good. fighting Rick Patinos. Dude, that team's crazy. I I will die on the hill that like I, look, I'm taking 12 seed Iona to the Elite Eight, man. Like, <laughs> Here's the thing about Iona, and I guess this is where this probably comes in. They did lose a conference game to Quinnipiac, and they also lost a game to Ryder at True. home. Iona also has a head-to-head win against Seattle. Yeah, what the in heck, bro? In a tournament. In that stretch where I said was Seattle was going to lose three out of four, and then they did. Um, yeah, I don't know. If, um, if so, so you're telling me Iona is better on a neutral court than Seattle? Yes, but I no, guess Seattle no is ranked higher. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Seattle, like Seattle, is just like for some reason rewarded for this like horrific schedule they've played. Um, and then like they do have some pretty good wins, but like they haven't done anything. Like they have one win that's good all season, and that's at Utah Valley, which is really sweet. Other than that, they've lost every game they were they were supposed to lose, and they've beaten a bunch of bad teams. Um, that Utah Valley win is pretty good, but I don't know that it's good enough to put them above Iona, who beat them pretty handily on a neutral yeah. court. That just I, that's just crazy to me. Um, I don't I don't really know. Um, I don't really know why that's the case. Come on, CBI. Jeez, man. I said last week that I can understand why Stephen F. Austin is on here. Here's what I don't understand is why Stephen F. Austin is still in the top 25 after losing two games in a row. Right. Granted, they were on the uh, on the road against Southern Utah, really solid team, and Sam Houston State, obviously solid team. Two losses nonetheless. Yeah, that that's that. Uh, they only had one game this week. That Southern Utah week game was last Saturday, so they just had their Thursday game at Sam Houston, and they lost by five, which like. Whatever. Sam Houston's pretty good. So that's not a bad loss. Um, like we mentioned, they do have uh, an interesting game hosting Seattle coming up on Saturday, which I think will probably sh- shift them a lot. They they should beat UTRGV on Wednesday. And if they don't, they're trolling. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised to see them continue to move up because I do actually think they'll win that game against Seattle. But, um, but yeah, I mean, they're pretty good. I, I don't have any problems with them being there. I think like a lot of those whack teams being like towards the bottom of the top 25, I think is fine. The only thing to me that seems really weird is Seattle being that high, but I guess it doesn't even seem weird to me. I mean, like their, their resume is good. They're seven and zero in conference, right? And their record overall. is good. Their Not record their resume. is good. Yeah. I, to me, I will just say it. I've said it all year. Seattle, U does not pass the eye test, but I can't I can't argue against where they are because um they've taken care of business. Yeah, yeah they handled business and, and no one else has done that. Like yeah. That. Hey, here's what's weird to me though. GCU is not even receiving votes. Yeah. 
GCU doesn't deserve to receive votes. You don't we think lost so? To Cal Baptist by a bunch. That's true. We barely beat Utah Tech. We lost at home to Utah Valley. Um, dude, yeah. keep in mind we're missing. Okay. Well, we were missing two of our starters. Now we're missing three. Yeah, and and it's actually back to two, I believe, because YO is is expected returning. to play. Yeah. So that'll be really huge. But yeah, I, I don't know, like to what extent metrics like take that into account. You know, um. So like, yeah, in a world where Baker, YO, and Blackshear are all playing, like, yeah, the Lopes are probably better than all of those teams. Like, sure, I can see that. Um, I don't know. That's why I, I kind of just think like seating just doesn't matter, and like yeah. stuff like this doesn't matter because uh, we're fourth in the Wimmers, which is what matters. Like, what matters is that in the Wimmers, we need to stay ahead of Southern Utah and SFA, get ourselves a first round bye, um, and then be healthy. And and I think that like the rest will take care of itself. And if we're healthy with a bye going into Wack Vegas, I think that bodes really well for us. And if we're not, then that does not. Yeah. And then I guess the other thing to explain why this doesn't matter is mid major is so subjective. Like we had already discussed, you you had already said conference USA is not in here. They would no doubt have at least probably four teams on this. They would probably have three in the top 10. Yeah. Yeah. Top 15. FAU, Definitely. UAB, UAB and maybe North Texas. Yeah. I would say all those teams are probably top 10 mid major. Yeah. So, and, and keep in mind that like, this is this poll, like, yeah, but it has, it has know. the West coast conference and Gonzaga right. and St. Mary's also. Why is St. Mary's not higher than Gonzaga? St. But... Mary's is so good, bro. I don't know. <laughs> that team's crazy. They Someone, are. I saw something today that said like, they're projected a six and a half percent chance to win the NCAA tournament. And I just thought, like, that just seems like six percent. Hey, like, yeah, that's way to, like, too high to cut down the nets, bro. Like, <laughs> all right, dude, let's I would, I would down. take six. Are you kidding me? They're ranked below FAU. Like, let's relax <laughs> here for a minute. Um, here's here's what I have to say though. Um, and this really doesn't have to anything to do with mid major top twenty five. Keep in mind, GCU's loss to um Cal Baptist. Things happen. You know, the whole thing, it's like, is it anarchy or is it just college basketball? Hashtag Rothstein. But um, you know that yesterday, number one, Houston just lost to a quadrant three temple at home. Dude, that was, I got to watch. That was the best game of basketball ever. Hey, just last week, Gonzaga, a top, I think they were ranked number eight at the time. Lost a quad three, yeah. Lost to LMU at home. Bunch of bozos. These things happen. They do. So, but they don't happen to Seattle U. Apparently not. Yeah. Um, As for that Houston Temple game, dude, that game's awesome. And I'm just gonna tell you right now, that's how Houston's gonna go out in the tournament. They're gonna lose Um, to a bad team. No, but if they lose, it's gonna be because like they're down. Like seriously. They're going to be down by three with four minutes left. And then like whatever the score was with four minutes left is going to be the final score. Cause they're just <laughs> going to get a stop and then have the worst 30 seconds of offense you've ever seen followed by another immaculate defensive possession. And they're just going to keep doing that for the whole game. And like, it was seriously so their offense is so painful, but their defense is so <laughs> good. And I just, they do this every year and it's so frustrating, but I, I think that like, will 
will power them through in the tournament. That's why I've been pretty high on Houston all season. They were my one of my really early, like first week of the season of the non-conference. I, I picked them as a one seed. I've been really high on them. And like, I think even after that loss to Temple, I still think like, yeah, this team's just so good. Like, I just think Houston's incredible. So, so you watched that game, right? Oh yeah, I did. I did not watch that game, but I did hear a stat about the game. And I'm going to say it to you. It might not surprise you, but it surprised me. Did you know that Temple did not make a single field goal in the last seven minutes and 15 seconds of the game? Yeah. Yes. That is unbelievable. Yeah. No, that's, that's what I'm saying. She was but like for, for as incredible as Houston's defense was, their offense was equally horrific. Like, like, think about how crazy that is. Yeah, they were just as good as that stat makes them sound on defense, right? Yeah, and yeah. just as bad on offense as they were on defense. So it was like, it was seriously like just a crazy game. Like Houston's wild. I think they're going to do some damage in the tournament. Yeah, I don't know. Somebody I, was I, saying I that they're fine. Somebody was saying that Houston wouldn't go 500 in the Big 12 this year. That's cap. I that's who loses cap. to Temple, dude, at home. Come on, dude. Conference plays tough, man. Temple conference Temple wouldn't win a single game in the Big Twelve. That's not true. Yes, it is. No, they would. They would find some wins. I I they'd pull it out, man. No way, no way. If Georgetown's out here losing every single conference game in the Big East, Temple would certainly do so in the best conference in college basketball. Temple could find a way to beat West like, Virginia. Yeah, Temple would No, no. West wait, West Virginia is just Houston but not as good, I think. No. Yeah. Are you going to Yeah, no, no, no. West Virginia is worse West than Virginia is better than Houston. But like they're the same team. Like they're the same team. No, they're not. Better. Oh, dude. dude. Yeah, they are. <laughs> so, okay, so Temple wins one game in the Big 12. Yeah, like they win a couple games. Okay, they beat, so it's a really they bad beat Houston and they beat and they and they'll be beating West Virginia. In Look, this man, Gonzaga lost at home to Loyola Marymount. Loyola Marymount wouldn't win any games in like it's the same thing, right? Gonzaga lost at home to LMU. LMU would win no games in the in the in the Big 12, right? Does that mean Gonzaga's like not good? No. Yes. <laughs> oh, well, Gonzaga is not good, but not for that reason, right? Like, I don't know. As a as a uh, Ziggs fan, I am allowed to say that. Listen, for all of the people who saw who didn't watch the game and watched saw that Houston lost by one to Temple and are selling their Houston stock, I will be buying it from you, um, right now. Hey, I'm not. When, I'm when not disagreeing final with four, you. When they I'm lose not... in the final four, 41 to forty, <laughs> like then <laughs> you'll all come crawling back to me. Listen, I don't agree with those people who were saying that Houston would finish under 500 in the big 12 but they would not win the big 12 remember when houston won in virginia virginia might houston... win the acc <laughs> remember when houston beat st mary's on a neutral court yes remember when houston won in oregon by 10 oregon sucked oregon doesn't Oregon's not that bad no 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 Oregon's they sucked good. early on yeah they're all right i don't know i i think like i think houston's really good i'm still like Listen, they dropped from one to three. Like they're still a one seed. They deserve the one seed. They're they're crazy. also still number one in Ken Palm. Yep. Yeah, and that's um, because Ken Palm is based off of metrics, and the metrics don't lie, which is they're the best team in the country. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think Houston's crazy, man. I I I don't know. Like their offense is so like what's they're what's crazy is like how do I they're like they're like the Jets. 
So like, <laughs> all right. So like, you know how the Jets this year, like you'd watch them play and you would just like, you would watch Zach Wilson, like have the four worst plays in the history of offense. And then like, just watch their defense get three sacks in a row and make a team punt on like fourth and 31 just for Zach Wilson to do the exact same thing on the next drive. Right. And it just became a punting war. Right. And then like the Patriots run back a kickoff and win 10, three, the only touchdown of the game. Right. It's like, that's the kind of stuff the jets did all year. And I kind of think Houston's like that is like their defense is so someone said this, that like if the jets had the like 15th best quarterback in the league, they would win the super bowl. I, like that's what I feel about Houston. Like if Houston had one, so they had Kirk Cousins. They would have yes, the yes. Yeah, you put Kirk Cousins on the Jets. That team wins the Super Bowl. <laughs> but like if Houston had like one, like seriously, if they had like one top twenty-five scorer in the nation, they're like untouchable best team ever. Like best team in the country. That's not what Kelvin Sampson's all about, though, man. I know, but he's about he the should... selfless dogs he, out there. He's so he's a great coach. He, he really is. Honestly, he might be my favorite coach in college basketball. I think he's incredible. He's got that butte blood in him, dude. <laughs> dude, he's built different, man. Um, <laughs> who is better? This is a question I have for you after the game. I think is really interesting. Who is better right now? Who do you think? Uh, maybe not. That's not the right question. Which team do you think will go further in March? Kansas or Kansas State? Probably Kansas. Yeah. I, I don't think Kansas wins the Big 12 tournament. I could I could see probably anybody from the top four to six of that conference winning that tournament. But I do think Kansas um will probably go far farther than Kansas State solely on the fact that Kansas State is is the feel good right now and the feel goods seem to never pan out. Yeah. Dude, the Sorry. big 12 is so good. Like I know I just defended Houston by saying they go above 500 in this conference, but like, do you know that the worst team in the conference, Texas tech is like 20 points better than every whack team. Yes. <laughs> like, yes, this dude. Team, this conference is crazy. Dude, okay, here's the like, thing. Like who's the worst team in this conference? Is it Tech? It is Texas Tech and they are like, I know 65th they're in last the nation. Place. Yeah, I know they're last place, but like that team's still good. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, dude, yeah, no. Texas Tech would so. run the whack. Obviously. Oh, yeah. Um oh, yeah. hey, TCU might be the best team in that conference. <laughs> dude, honestly, they're not, You go into you go into Kansas really and just beat the tar out of them, dude. Come on. Dude, that's really um, cute. They're four and three in conference play. I know. It's crazy. How do Imagine, you ha- how are you eleventh in the country and sixth in your conference? <laughs> and also have a 23 point win at Kansas. Dude, what if yeah, Kansas who's ninth in the country and fifth in the conference? Dude, Dude what TCU's never this? gonna lose another game. Yes, they are. <laughs> hey, Iowa State could win that conference. They're going to lose a game this weekend. I'm calling it right now. To Kansas State. To Mississippi State. Yo, what? On the road. Why is Iowa State playing Missouri in the middle of January? Uh, It's the, uh, it's every, every team. The Big 12 Uh, SEC showdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got you. Okay. That'll be interesting. The SEC is going to get smoked. Who does, does Alabama play Kansas? That, that, That game would actually be huge. It would be. Hey, is Alabama the best team in the nation? 
No, but they're really good. Who is the best team in the nation? Texas. No, sorry, Houston. <laughs> Texas. Texas. Houston's the best team in the nation. Houston got worked by Alabama. Yeah, they lost by like six. They're the best team in the nation. Alabama beat them by like what five? I don't know. I just know that Alabama beat them. Alabama beat them by six. Sounds to me like Alabama's the best team in the nation. Okay. But Gonzaga beat Alabama. So does that make Gonzaga the best team in the nation? But Loyola Marymount beat Gonzaga. So does that make Loyola Marymount the best team in the nation? Dude. Keep it going. Keep it going. Keep it <laughs> going. You. How can we get the worst team possible as best team in the nation? Have you heard of the My Team is Better Than Your Team website? <laughs> I'm pulling yeah. it up right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My all right, team let's, let's work it. So, all right. Better. So, Alabama's the best team in the nation. Or Houston's the best team in the nation, but Houston lost to Alabama, right? Yeah. And Alabama lost to Gonzaga. And Gonzaga lost to Loyola Marymount. And Loyola Marymount lost to UC Riverside. And you know who oh, UC here we Riverside go. Here lost to? Who did, who did UC Riverside lose to? Cal Baptist. And you know who Cal Baptist lost to? The Ooh. Grand Canyon University Antelopes. You know who the Grand Canyon University Antelopes lost to? Cal Baptist. And then we just go backwards. The whole way. <laughs> All right. Maybe okay. Houston is so my team, Grand Canyon. Dude, this even no, has like freaking. You, that's that's this it. has D3 teams in it. Yeah, man. Seven steps. It's it's like six steps. We we just went through it. Houston lost to Alabama. Alabama lost to Gonzaga. No, Gonzaga dude. Lost to LMU. LMU lost to Riverside. No, Riverside it's not even. It, it's it's actually it's, it's less than six. Uh, all right. Is it through? Is it uh? Is it through Wyoming? Did Wyoming do something crazy? Nope. It's got to be through LMU. Like that. No. Nope. Went over Gonzaga. <laughs> nope. Um. Okay. Houston uh, lost. Sam Houston State. Hold up. Sam hold Houston up. Hold State up. Beat like two good teams. Nope. All right, all Houston right. lost to Temple. Temple lost to Vanderbilt. Okay, this I this, I quit. <laughs> Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt lost to Grambling, <laughs> <laughs> and Grambling lost to the Grand Canyon University Antelopes. Therefore, Grand Canyon is better than Houston in four rounds by a combined score of two hundred ninety to two hundred fifty-two. Wow. Yes, <laughs> go Lopes, Lopes up. Let's see what we can get with Alabama. Who is the true best team in the nation? Okay, this one's by five, okay? Alabama lost to Connecticut. Connecticut lost to Seton Hall. Seton Hall lost to Oklahoma. Oklahoma lost to Sam Houston State. And Sam Houston State lost to Grand Canyon. Therefore, Grand Canyon is better than Alabama in five rounds by a combined score of 350 to 316. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty good. Give me a Division three school. Oh, dude, I'm going to do Arizona Christian. There's, I don't know that you can swing this one. Bet. <clears throat> All right. Convince. It has to be this year games? Yes, and it's only in eight rounds. <laughs> do you want me to do Alabama or Houston? Uh, Do Alabama because I okay. think they're actually... Well, actually, isn't number one Purdue? Per, do you want me to do Purdue? Hold on. Let me see who's actually they, number one because they just they posted will, new AP people. They are Purdue. It's Purdue. Yeah, it's Purdue. Purdue's number one in the country. Okay, let's do it. Houston got no votes. That's crazy. Purdue I mean, lost to crazy. Rutgers. Rutgers oh, lost God. to Seton Hall. Seton Hall lost to Providence. Providence lost to what? <laughs> Wait, no, 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 dude. No, I'm. <laughs> what? I mean, Providence lost to. Providence lost to Mayville State. No, what? Way. No, they didn't. No, this was lat. No, like literally. What? No, they didn't. This is cap. 
this was on the 11th of sorry no the 6th of november jamie can we get providence up on this board oh uh, that's a that's a scrimmage but i guess it counts their first official game is on the 8th against Ryder, so that's a scrimmage. Scrimmage? Are we counting scrimmages? I guess so. That's what this thing says. Okay, so Providence lost to Mayville State in a scrimmage. Mayville State lost to Dort. (laughs) Dort lost to Concordia, Nebraska. Sco Dogs. No way. Concordia, Nebraska. That's crazy. Concordia, Nebraska lost to Oklahoma S&A. All my homies hate Concordia, Nebraska. What? All my homies hate Concordia, Nebraska. Why? My cousin goes there. I had a, we had some kids from high school who went there. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, my friend Greg, who I lived with, plays baseball in another team in that division. And who, they who beat, did he play for? Uh, Judson. Oh, gotcha. And they beat Concordia to like go to the like the, whatever the I don't know NAIA the NAIA tournament or whatever it's called. You yeah, know, I I know a lot of people at Concordia, Nebraska. Anyways, they beat. Or sorry, they lost to Oklahoma SNA. Oklahoma SNA lost to Oklahoma City, and Oklahoma City lost to Arizona Christian. Therefore, Arizona Christian is better than Purdue in nine rounds by a combined score of seven hundred thirteen to five hundred eighty-one, wow. including a scrimmage between Providence and Mayville State. Man, they're pretty good. Arizona Christian is pretty good, but they you know, are, they actually are they they. They're ranked really high in NAIA. I don't know if they're as good as Rutgers, though. <laughs> Rutgers, the front runner for the Big Ten. Rutgers, the best team in the country. You ready for are. my Houston's the best team in the country argument? Yeah, 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 yeah. You lost to Rutgers. Rutgers lost to Temple. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Yeah, dude. This, this is the best website on the planet. So not only Houston lose Temple, but Purdue actually lost to a team that lost to Temple. And that's Dang. worse. So, Dang, yeah. dude. So, so Purdue sucks. Yikes. Yeah, Purdue's the worst. No, they're so good. Purdue's crazy. I think, like, all right, realistically, like, I'm looking at the top 25 right now. Do you think that there are any teams not in the top 25 that can win the national championship? Are you looking at the AP poll or? Yeah, I'm looking at, I'm looking at AP. I guess the only way I'm going to be able to tell is if I look at the. Something? Um, receiving votes on on yeah. AP poll. So I mean, like the top ones, like are Duke, Indiana, San Diego State, Rutgers, Just a Kent State, North Carolina, Sparty. Dude, North Carolina Arkansas? could win. It. Arkansas. Uh, they're kind of Arkansas has some injury. Oral That's... Roberts got one vote. Dude, Oral Roberts about to win the Natty. Okay, I'm gonna agree and say I don't. Well, I don't know. I don't know that any of these vote getters can win it. Are you I don't kidding, know, dude? like I don't know that I have faith in Duke. Are you kidding, dude? North Carolina. Carolina went to the title last year. Yeah, they sure did. I love North Carolina. I'm a big North Carolina guy. They're not gonna. They're not gonna do it. Um, Creighton. Creighton. Yeah, I I think Creighton. I think Creighton's good. Creighton's I the only one Arkansas. on that list. I think Arkansas is is good if they're healthy. Arkansas, sure. Yeah, but like, who knows? It doesn't got a couple months to get healthy. Um, um, Illinois, if they decide to show up. Yeah, geez. yeah, but they're not going to show up six games in a row. Yeah, they got to the win six games in a row, which um, they haven't. So, so like Purdue, Alabama, Houston, Tennessee. Do you think like so? So those are the, all thing. All four of those teams can win the Natty. Kansas State's at number five. Do you seriously like? Do you think Kansas State can win the Natty? I think the ceiling for Kansas State is probably the Elite Eight. I kind of agree. I don't like. I see them like if they're a two seed. I I, I see them like getting bounced. 
Yeah. I don't know that they'll stay a two seed though. That's like, I mean, that conference is just crazy. But it, it really is. They've been, I mean, they're six and one. Like they're they're handling it like a champ, but like yeah. Yeah, I mean, like at Iowa State, it's a tough game. There, there's their schedule at Iowa State, and they have Florida in the SEC challenge, and they have at Kansas, which holy cow! Yeah, Texas, they might TCU, get in at the Tech, at Oklahoma, Iowa State at home, Baylor at home, at Oklahoma State. Like this conference is crazy. They can just like they can seriously lose two out of the next three. Um, yeah. Arizona, I would say they're a title contender. I would say Virginia is a title contender. Um, I would say UCLA is a title contender. I would say Kansas is a title contender. I don't know after that. This is where it gets like hard for me. Yeah. Like, like I really don't like Texas, Texas Christian, Iowa State. I don't know if those teams are real contenders. I'm going to be honest, dude. Anybody one through 362 could win this thing. Okay. So, no. Minus uh, they, the Ivy League schools. That minus the Ivy. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And the think, one uh, whack team that can't compete. Hey, so you know how they always do there's like the imperialism map, and ultimately like it always yeah. lead back to the NCAA title champion because yeah, uh, it has to, it funnels through. I did think about this like imagine like Purdue is racking up land because they're the number one team in the country, right? Mm-hmm. So imagine Purdue like in the last game of the non-conference loses to like Yale or like the best Ivy League team, right? And then imagine the last <laughs> game of the regular season in the Ivy League, Yale loses to like the worst Ivy League team. And they just get all that land and then don't go to the Ivy League tournament and then just keep that land. They just keep the land and oh yeah, this is theirs. They're done. Congratulations. You're the like imperial champion. How funny would that be? That would be so awesome. Congrats, Yale. All the imperialism maps would be crazy. You did the impossible. But they'd have to lose to a team that's not top four so that they don't like play in the tournament. That's true. That's true. That would be hilarious. Yeah. And that team would lose to Houston. And then we then we head back to my team is better than your team.com and figure this whole thing out. All right. Um, there are two like mid-majors, and when I say mid-majors, I don't mean Gonzaga and Houston, I mean like real mid-majors in the top 25. I, I want to know this is like the last thing I have. I want to know what your ceiling is. Like, do you think either of these teams are for real? College of Charleston's number 18, and Florida Atlantic is number 21. Are we gonna pr- pretend that New Mexico isn't? I am, yeah, because they're in like the Mountain West, and that's a real conference. Okay, well, it's like, a yeah, real I mean, conference like, this year, but last year was horrible. So, yeah, like I mean, how many tournament teams is the Mountain West getting? I do not Three? know the answer to that question. San Diego State, New Mexico, and Utah State. I've also I've seen Nevada. Nevada is a bubble team. Like, let me let me see between this. two and four. San Diego State, Nevada. Utah Boise State. State, Utah State, New Mexico is literally ranked the fifth team, the fifth best yeah. team in this conference. Yeah, they're five and three because they were fifteen and zero, and they got into conference play and started losing. Are they Seattle U? Hey, do you know who the worst team in the conference is? I do, I do know. Let's I don't not talk. Let's not talk about it. Your question. College I don't think. I don't think Charleston is for real. Um, they're awesome. But I don't think they should be ranked ahead of Florida Atlantic. Their their <laughs> resume is not as good. Um, granted, they do have really? a longer win-, win streak, if I'm correct. But Florida Atlantic is playing in a much more difficult conference, and I just think they have a much better record or um, resume. So they do. The quality of loss is really important here. Yeah, FAU lost to Ole Miss. College of Charlton lost to North Carolina. Yeah. Um, and at the time, North Carolina was ranked very highly. I, I want to say, uh, yeah, they were the number one team in the country. So College of Charleston has one loss at the number one team in the country. Yeah, yeah. So, like, 
I get but, why they're ranked higher. Yeah. Um, and they have some good wins. I mean, like Kent State is a good win. Uh, they're like they're a team. They're a vote getter. Um, Virginia Tech maybe isn't super great, but a power conference team. Um, they beat Richmond. In Virginia a, in a Tech was one. actually really. They were ranked at that point, I think. They beat Presbyterian. Shout out to Ray Harrison. <laughs> um, the old stomping grounds. And then they came into conference play and just started beating the brakes off a bunch of garbage teams. Yeah, the Colonial's not very good. Except for um, Wilmington. They barely beat Wilmington, didn't they? Yeah, but Wilmington's... Oh, I think you're saying, like, Wilming, except Wilmington's good. Um, that's why I give you that look. Uh, yeah, they barely beat Wilmington by two on the road. But conference games on the road, man. <clears throat> They're always tough. <clears throat> yep, we would know. Florida Atlantic is good. Yeah, here's so like, yeah, I don't know. Florida Atlantic's good. They lost at Old Miss. Uh, they they won at Florida. That's pretty big. They beat Bryant. Bryant is is a good team. Yes. No, they're one ninety five in Ken Palm. So, Bryant has like some really good players. Don't they? Only have like two stars on their team. I have no idea, dude. Um, but FAU did beat uh, Gulf Coast. Oh yeah. They beat North Texas. They beat UAB. They beat Charlotte. They beat North Texas again. And they beat UTEP. Really? And Western Kentucky. Oh, sorry. I remember who Brian has. Who do they have? Doug Edert. I don't know who that... Well, no, I that sounds familiar. He took St. It? Peter's to the Elite Eight last year. Right? Oh. Did they go to the Elite Eight? And then he transferred to Bryant. Yeah, he's Why would you transfer to Bryant? Uh, Bryant had another guy. Maybe he's injured. I'm trying to remember. Bryant had another dude who's awesome. And I remember hearing about this in the preseason. Like they have this, they have like a star who's awesome. And then they got the star of the St. Peter's team and like look out for Bryant. I remember thinking that like this team's going to be good. Okay. Um, they're not doing so well. I mean, they're fourth in the American East, but the American East isn't super great. Like they can still win it just like at the tournament. But uh, UMass Lowell is pretty good. So yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I like I, I'd like to see Bryant win just because Doug Eater's a, a just a machine. But yeah, like Florida Atlantic, like none of their wins really move the needle for me. They won at North Texas. That's a nice win. Um, they play in a good conference, though, like you said. So like yeah. I think and I the, just think they're better. I think they're better than Charleston. I think if you picked a random black top court somewhere between Charleston, South Carolina, and Florida Atlantic, I'm picking Florida Atlantic. That's just the way it is. All right, Zach, do you have anything else for us? Keep an eye out on Seattle U. They're going to move a lot this week, up or down, depending on how what they do. It's a big yeah. for them. It's going to be significant movement for them. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, we uh, we look forward to watching the Lopes games this week and then recapping it next Monday. So tune in for that. Thank you for listening today. Until then, Lopes up. Lopes up. Dishes out the blaster for three. Goal! Harrison. Up high. Put back by the corner. Push back out. Harrison quickly to the block and blocks baseline. Barry, no doubt about it. Oh, Barry, you bounced out of your seat on that. Oh, but Barry with a big right hand. Give a look a three-point advantage. Scratch them cats. <laughs> Scratch them cats.